0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about them Cowboys? Yes! Go,
0: Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for... The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broadus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
2: It is Wednesday, October 5th, 2022, Season 18, Episode number 44. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys, And uh, we are today going to focus on the Los Angeles Rams, their offense versus the Cowboys' defense. We'll spend quite a bit of time there. Brian's got a game for us in the third segment, so Round that should two. be lots of fun. Maybe we get to it today. We thought we'd get it to it yesterday, but these guys talk too much. So Nick we wanted to, to argue. <laughs> so we didn't get to it. But uh, but let's start first. Let's get some catch-ups on, um, on some injuries and some stuff that Mike McCarthy had to talk about. Uh, let's let's start with Dak Prescott. What, what's oh. he going to be doing this week? What's wrong?
1: Nothing. I was going to start with Demone Clark, but go. Yeah, you know I, what? I guess you should start with the quarterback. You
2: probably need to, but I will say this: of all the names I got on this list, that's the one that has a star by it because yeah. demone Clark. I think we all have been waiting to see him yeah. get out there. So, but yeah. let's start with Dak. Give me an update on Dak. What are we? What are we looking at there? You all right,
3: Amber? <laughs> this is just some something flying around, I was trying to kill it. Uh-huh. I don't like things flying around me. Oh, yeah. uh, smash it! Oh, gosh. Okay, proceed.
2: <laughs> All right, give me an update on Dak. Where are we?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't really know. I'll be honest with you. It yeah, just, you came, from, business just business. came from me. why don't you tell us don't what Don't know was, what now. the
2: coach said. Yeah, y'all get in the scene now. Nick's now, he's a boss, so yeah. he actually has to go to meetings now. Yeah. He can't always just go to press conferences. Go ahead, the, uh,
4: With Dak, it, don't it was... He
2: won't do that again.
4: It was always going to be... Uh, that thing's not going to get near me now. No, I think it, guys, it, it, it's dead. I think Ambar, like, wounded it to its <laughs> flying in circles. Uh, the, the thing with Dak was always going to be about the healing of the wound, the rotation in the joint or the thumb, and then the grip strength. And from what I've heard, they've had a little bit of swelling. Dak is always going to work hard at this. Britt Brown's going to work hard at this. these guys are going to try and push and push and push. And I'm not saying it, you know, it, it's it's the it's that's the reason. It's like they push so hard, and then all of a sudden some swelling reappears and things like that, and then it turns into you can't grip the ball correctly and. That's where this thing's at right now. It, if they can get the grip strength to be where it needs to be for him to hold the ball and be able to, to throw it, then he'll be out there practicing. And But, you know, the the more that you watched last week, they were talking about, well, they're going to shoot for the Rams game, shoot for the Rams game. And I just was, like, watching him. You know, you never heard about him. In practice today, he threw this. and Or he did this. Or he did that. You never heard that. It was – it was just him kind of watching things, you know, helping, being in support. And so you're like thinking, well, and I asked after the game on uh, Sunday, I said, where are we at with the quarterback? And I got the definite, hey, we're going to try and shoot this thing for Philadelphia. We're going to try. We're going to try and see if it works. So I know on my station, on 105.3, the fan, I, I you know, I was like adamant about that. I was adamant about it on the postgame show that I didn't think he was going to play. And so until he gets that grip strength, then – once that happens, then we can start the clock on what game he could be back for. All
3: right. He seemed to, McCarthy seemed to be getting a little annoyed with all the questions being asked to him about like the specifics of what are the things specifically yeah. that Dak is doing as far as his rehab. And he just <laughs> – it was pretty funny. But anyways, he, he doesn't know all the details, doesn't want to get into it. He's basically at a good spot. The doctor visit went well. The stitching and everything, the healing has been looking very good. Uh, obviously, stitches stitches are out already, but he just made it clear he's just he's he's good on his rehab and yeah. what he needs to be.
1: Yeah, and and I don't you know he says he doesn't know all the details or whatever. Like, there's no way that's right. There, like, there's no way as a head coach that I mean, it's okay not to say the details to the media because he's very annoyed by. You can tell every week he's like. He's always throwing shots. How every, everybody's reporting different plays and stuff. He he hates how it's covered. You know he hates every Tuesday morning on the fan. Yeah, uh, when Jerry gets a, there, Doctor Jerry goes yeah. and, and says that kind of stuff. He's not used to that. But you're not a coordinator. You're a walk-around coach. You know the details of your quarterback's
2: thumb. If you don't, yeah, but here's the deal. I think the, I think the difference is, and this is where the it, Todd was at, the yeah. one that asked the question. Todd Archer, uh, friend of the show. He was he was actually the, the question he asked, and I don't know if McCarthy didn't take it right or if Todd was actually asking this, but the way it kind of came off was literally, what are the exercises and rehab regimen that he's doing? Mm. To repair it. And, and Makar just kind of like, well, I don't really know all the different exercises. Right. Well, you know, yeah. that's what he was more getting to, I think. And that's yeah. what I think he was a little bit annoyed by was like, do you guys want me to tell you he's doing, you know, thumb wrestling? And, and I don't know what, yeah. you know, so I think that was more of what it was. Well, and I don't know if it was what Todd was asking, but I it. think that's the way he took it, in
1: my opinion. And he's not the only one. Belichick the other day yeah. did that thing with Mac Jones and he's <laughs> it, like, he said, day to day, like 12 times yeah. and yeah. said, what am I a doctor? And I'm like, yeah. You probably in this, are. In this,
2: well, in this role as a professional NFL coach, yeah, you kind of have to be.
4: Well, and then the question was asked in a follow-up, though, well, okay, the people that are doctors, what are they telling you? Right. You know, and he's like, you know, it's day-to-day. It's you day-to-day, yeah. You know. Well, see, that's the thing about it, too, is I, I think, I mean, I think you both have shed light on it the right way. And and I, to me, it's, I think Mike really has, he's never had to do this. He's mm-hmm. never had to deal, and he's, what, you know, this season now, what, fourth season here with the team? Third. Third. Third season, third fourth season, third season yeah. with the team. I'm trying to think now where we're 20, at. 2020,
1: 2021. Yeah. Wow. Year three. Yeah, okay, 20. So he you're, started with 2020.
4: So, so year three. Okay. He's never in Green Bay. Trust me. I spent five years of my life up there. They don't have an owner. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have somebody. They don't have a general manager. Ted Thompson was not coming out. And Teddy would tell you far less than what Mike McCarthy would even tell the Green Bay media. So Mike is – I think there's a level of frustration where Mike is like, I have to stand up here and answer these questions because what's happened is it. you look at the timeline for Dak returning, it's kind of like the stock market. It's way up, it's way down, it's way up, it's way down, it's way up. No, it's flat now, and now it's up again. Now it's – I mean, he's having – that message, he's having to deal with the expectations of the general manager. You know, and what the general manager is selling the the hey, he's gonna be back, he's gonna be back. And Mike's never had to deal with that. You know, and that's when you work for the Dallas Cowboys, that's the voice. You have to, as a coach, you have to know that you're gonna get questions because the general manager talks twice on our station and we we're glad to have him, and he talks immediately after after a game. Yeah. So you have three opportunities in a week to try and pin Jerry on what's gonna happen here. And you know, so I think that's the thing that he might be getting yeah. really frustrated and, about.
1: Yeah, you're right. After a game when Dak got hurt against the Bucks, Jerry comes right out yeah. and talks and McCarthy hasn't even hit the hit the podium yet. Yeah. And and what he is saying is not the same. It's not. It's yeah. not the same thing. He's not as definitive about him being out yeah. for a while. And you know, all this started when they didn't put him on IR too. When they didn't yeah. put him on IR. It's like, well, you know, could and same with Gallup. They didn't put him on IR right. because he did come back in the fourth right. Good game. Point. And now, you know, but they didn't put Dak on IR, and there's different reasons for that. And it wasn't about just playing. It was about being around the team. Yeah,
0: Nick's
4: point's not, right. Coaches know exactly what's going on. With they know. Yeah, yeah, they definitely annoyed know. With they that. definitely
2: know. And I again, like I said, I, I don't know that he knows the detail. Like literally today, he's going to do this exercise and this exercise yeah, and this exercise. But he certainly, you're right. He knows the prognosis of his quarterback and what's going on with his quarterback. He may not always want to say yeah. that, and in some instances, he may not have to if he were on another team. Not sure. In this team, he's yeah. got to always be aware of what did the owner say because that's an equally. more powerful, I should say, not equally powerful, more powerful voice, in your own building, who talks regularly? You got to be aware of that. I man. wish I wish Mike would have come out today and said, "Well,
4: he's going to do the Fleming procedure, <laughs> right? And then they're going <laughs> to go in, and then they're going to go into Jones Rehabilitation System, and then they're going." I mean, it'd <laughs> been funny if he'd have just listed all. There's the, all
1: these terms that, that everyone's googling. He's got, he's exactly got, what it is. He's yeah. got
4: he's got gamekeeper thumb, and now <laughs> yeah. and they're dealing with it in a way you know. So. And
1: everyone's in the press box. <laughs> like, gamekeeper thumb? Yeah, that's actually a really important thing. Clarence Gamekeeper
4: thumb is a real injury. And by the way, real quick, it's yeah. it's a scouting term. It's a scouting injury because wh- back in the day people used to, when they collect birds, mm-hmm. you know, and you and you reach down to get the bird, your thumb would jam into the ground. And so it was like you would break your thumb or you would have an injury. So they called it gamekeeper, game being birds. And you're gathering birds and these people would slam their thumbs into the ground and suffer injuries. Yeah.
1: And we now use it as a scouting there, term. There's also one <laughs> called xbox-itis yeah where you, and i think derek has that De- derek has in your thumb like messed yeah, up it's, it's
2: gone down quite a bit because i don't play as much as i used to but it used to be like a huge yeah blister there yeah wasn't well, even a blister it was or just a, like it was a callus that came from the actual bone yeah it was just kind of this big and i was that was you know, i used to play a lot of things <laughs> don't play that that's why anymore. i stopped
3: playing the guitar i was gonna I oh yeah. Was learning to play the guitar. Guitar. yeah i'm like oh my god this is painful yeah. and i quit yeah,
2: but. yeah. 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 All right, let's jump back in. <laughs> let's, let's get an update. Actually, talk about Demone Clark. Where are we with Demone Clark? He's back. He's Actually,
1: back. he's never was never was never here, so I don't know if he's back cuz he's never practiced. Oh, he's been but, here. He's been here. His back's um, feeling better. Um, yeah, yeah, neck and back and yeah. um he's, you know, fifth round pick that they that they drafted with hopes that he could, you know, be further along and I think that was one of the issues um you know, when, when he got hurt right after the Senior Bowl, the, the doctors and trainers have different opinions on right. on these guys and when they could come back. And so, I think there's some teams that didn't want to draft off him, the board, off the board, yeah. And they they got him in the fifth round. And I I don't think anyone really thought it would be this early in the season that he would be starting to practice.
4: Yeah, yeah. that's the thing about it coming out when you. And that's my alma mater, so I watched him play. That. The Cowboys stole one here, and the yes. Cowboys, the Cowboys have, have a great history of taking guys that are injured, and saying, "Okay, we'll be patient," because they do trust Jim Mauer, they do trust Britt Brown. They, this kid right here, you talk about a, a guy that, I mean, the last two years LSU struggled to be 500 after a national championship team. He never quit, he never wavered, he played hard. He he's a big guy. You you, you watch Jesus, stand next uh, to him physically as stand next to him, and you're going. Man, this guy—he's like that Micah Parsons kind of big
2: body guy. Is he like Rolando McClain kind of big? Yeah. As a yes. linebacker. Yes. 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 yes.
4: And you know, Bro Cox is a smaller, more cover. This guy can cover. This guy can rush. This guy can tackle. This guy is, takes on runs. It, this guy. If what he, doesn't he do? I, I'm just telling you. If, he's, if, what if he. what he doesn't do. If he's not well, real quick. Yeah. If he's not injured, or they the Cowboys were the ones that found the 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 problem with his. Back neck area, they if he doesn't, he's a maybe a late one, early two draft pick. He's yeah. that he was on a lot of boards. I never moved him off the board because I'm thinking somebody's going to take. I had him in the second round. I know yeah. on my board, and when he was taken by the Cowboys, I'm like, here they go, they stole one. They did their homework on a guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he didn't mess around. That's yeah. <laughs> what he doesn't do. Yeah. You know, D, Joe D. Camillus yeah. used to say, one of my favorite coaches of all time used to call people some JFAs, some Johnny yeah. F around. Yeah, just sitting over there. He doesn't do that. Yeah. This guy is business approach. He, I mean, he he's come in from day one. Now, I think that's one of the reasons why he's already ready to play yeah. is because he, is, or not ready to play, he's ready to practice. We'll see what happens. He starts practicing, but like his commitment to rehab and getting better has been here from day one. He's not one that's you're not going to see a lot of our social media interviews and fun little what are, what's that's your favorite him. color I don't think that's going to be him. He, he he was here from the very first yeah. mini camp. You, you remember when oh, he yeah. was standing there going through the the drills as much as he could. I mean, taking the steps and all that. He has been mental reps from the day from day 1 and like he he's here to play and if he can contribute at all this could be like you said it could be a steal. Yeah.
2: Wow, that's that gets me really excited because you talk about the the strength of this defense, and I think that maybe they are just kind of one or two tweaks. I don't even want to say players, but tweaks away from really kind of taking that step to where we're talking about a really, really extremely dominant defense. And he might be that piece, right? He yeah, might be I, that guy linebacker. Which linebacker is a position yeah. we talked about a little earlier this week that sometimes you get a little, like no, you this, have a little bit better play there. This you know?
4: guy wants to be in every tackle that's when you watched him play at LSU he i mean th- he played on the defense uh. that that was struggling and he but every single play you're like that's him that's him again i, I,
1: yeah. I remember last year uh, dave was you know we were talking about Arkansas LSU game and i was like he was like you guys are going to win and i was like i don't i don't know he's like we're not very good this year and i was like well who's number 18 cuz yeah. i've seen him <laughs> yeah. play and number 18 is There's a famous is,
4: number at LSU yeah
1: yeah know. and he got the number but like yeah. You know, we don't have any players that look like that, and um, you know, I mean, that's just how good he is. He just he just pops out, and he's a linebacker. He's not just. I mean, he looks like a defensive end though. Yeah, he is. Is he an off the
2: ball guy, or, or is he going to do some? He some play
1: off the ball. You could
4: do. You could you could play this guy anywhere. He's got that kind of. I'm, I'm not. Overselling this because he's an LSU guy. I'm just telling you, when you watch him play, he rushes, he attacks, he spies. I mean, they' there. Nick's talking about it. That
3: you're making it sound like a mini Micah Parsons. I tell you what,
4: no, this guy. He's sorry. bigger though, <laughs> right? Not mini. No, <laughs> that's not even yeah, the same yeah, thing, yeah, Amber. Yeah. I'm kind of like, no, no. tell
2: me I got another Micah. I'm, here? I'm telling you, this guy, <laughs> this doing? guy,
4: legitimately. You know, when you start to talk about the best linebackers in the country. This was one of them. Mm-hmm. This guy was one of them, and people took him off the board because they were scared of his back and and that situation. And you know, I'm like, oh, when the Cowboys took him, I just remember sitting here in this in this exact spot and thinking they stole another one. They stole a guy that people are just going to sleep on, and and because of an injury. And uh, you know, good for them. I, I got in practice. But I promise you, when he gets the opportunity to play, you'll find out who that cat is.
2: All right. Uh, real quick, we do need to hit one more name. Jake McQuaid, we find out yesterday, has an injury. He's yeah. gone for the season. How would you
4: guys not get me a look as a workout on the steep snapping thing?
2: What? Oh, <laughs> you should have. <laughs> I actually thought that was funny. You were talking about it on 105.3, yeah. that fan, the, the fantasy, and I was like, that actually would have been a great bid if we could have run Brian would have with, ru- with the long gray mane yeah. running out there. Yeah, I'm here.
4: I'm here, guys. Well, the, I'd have worn a GoPro, like a chess GoPro, you know, and done the workout, <laughs> kind of like what Eli awesome. Manning did. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> Brian Inger
1: said no to that, uh, even though they appreciated how you guys spell your names. He, he heard about the story where you broke the, the holder's thumb or uh, the, finger.
4: Finger. To this okay. day, my buddy Todd Tomlinson, who is in uh, is in South Carolina— He's got a hook. I go, if you're watching, he's got his little pinky as a hook. And I snapped a ball low to him in the Kentucky game, and it smashed his finger against the kicking block. Ouch. And he didn't want to get it fixed. He just kept – so to this day, he's got a little bit of a hook because of me.
2: With your name on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So – that's what. But yeah,
4: I would have. I would have worn the GoPro, gone out there. Kind of. I wouldn't have. You know. I just go out there. Hey, I'm ready. You know. Worn the grays, gone out there, <laughs> yeah. tried to cover. Can you see me like chugging down that would there. Have been so funny. <laughs> yeah, like, that would have been. Out.
1: That would have been good. Um, they got. I, I know that there's two guys. I don't know if the names have been out yet. And I don't even. I've studied they did them mention, yet. Yeah. Overton, I think, is one of them. Uh They, they have two guys they're going to put in the practice squad. Basically. They're going to call them up on a game day elevation, so uh, they had to get Will Greer on the team. So McQuaid will go to IR. Greer, why they there. had to do that? Greer, Greer, you only get three call ups for the practice squad, so he's been. This will be. He's already had three. There's no more elevations on game day for him. So you know they're, they're trying to. Get, he'll be on the team for however yeah. long until Dak comes back. and
2: Then I guess they can move him back down. Tucker, at that point, they got to cut him to be able to get him back to the practice squad. Correct. Yes. Yes.
4: Yeah. yeah, he's now officially one of your 53 yeah. Tucker Addington and Matt Overton are the two snappers that are now on your practice squad.
1: Yeah. And right. you know, and we have seen, you know, backup snappers. And I was asked on the on the radio this morning is this going to be a problem and I'm like I, I was here in 2001.
4: Uh, I and, and
1: and so I know that it John was John
4: Congo, what was yeah. it? No,
1: not him. It was we brought in Mike Sowald and yeah. Randy Chevrier.
4: Randy Chevrier. One, yeah, one Randy guy Chevrier. was
1: driving a truck. Yeah, like, and he was that was about to,
4: my area. I couldn't remember Chevrier. He was
1: yeah. about to. He was yeah. about to take a big truckload to California, but like you know, what? I mean, it was almost like the movie Major League when he was like, "Well, I got another guy on the line with yeah. some white walls. I mean, let me go manage the team." And it was yeah. like that. And the snaps. I mean, I mean, he, he he basically had a bad snap in a game against Atlanta and broke yeah. the kicker's foot. Yeah. because he tried to pick it up, and you know, so it yeah. was a. Uh, it, it was, can go it, bad. It, it can. It can It can go Broke bad. The well, you went
3: all- foot.
1: <laughs> so they're playing the Falcons, I believe. Yeah. This was like 2001. And it was, It, it maybe it wasn't Chevrolet. It was So had a terrible, I mean, this is yeah. like to win the game yeah. or late in the game. And it was like a 50 yard kick. Snap goes over his head. The kicker, who's like a, also, he was a teacher before the Cowboys called him <laughs> to be it, a teacher. Cedar. Cedar. Tim yes, He goes, yeah. to, Cedar. He Cedar. goes Cedar. to pick up the ball. He gets tackled, <laughs> yeah. breaks his foot. He's out. So they replace the snapper like, that was your last snap. The kicker, he had to get a new kicker. Shockingly, this was not a good football season for the Cowboys. No, what are you?
0: What are you <laughs> of? once again? Look, I knew Brian was going to be like, I, no, no,
1: he's right not wrong. Me, he is right? not. He is not wrong. I mean, I don't know. I, I think Every It, it might have been I the go, Saints.
4: He, I go, this guy knows. This guy knows what's going on here today. You
1: know? It was, and it was that was your last snap. It was, back. you yeah. know, and and the same thing happened in 2005. I mean, I think the LP story is one of my favorite stories yeah, of all is. time. I love it. LP and just just because he was in California. What's he doing and, now? And, and we were there. I don't know. You might need him to come back. I was about to say, like, can we make Listen, a phone
2: call? Like, what are we
1: doing? Let me just tell you this:
3: let, call him, say we got no, cookies, no. and he'll yeah, got, oh yeah, he's he'll eating he'll a cookie. Up. There's
1: no doubt he's eating a cookie <laughs> or pushing and, somebody and, and,
3: down.
1: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> keep moving. Yeah, keep talking. Keep moving. Yeah, all um, wow right through. But keep I going. can tell you what's what's it's, going it's to happen. Nice
4: being with you guys on the radio. <laughs> here. This
1: is this is what would, this is what would happen. LP, uh. LP drives into the parking lot. He's about to to walk in, and he's and the security guards there, and he's like, hey, I'm, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm about to." Gonna fill in here for a few games, and Jason Witten standing at the door as the new security guard. He's like, "No, no, you're not. You're not doing that. No, thank you. No, I got a big mural up here. You don't, because Jason Witten has the Cowboys record for 255 career games. Yeah. LP Lattisser has 253. Yeah. Woo. You think Witten's gonna let <laughs> LP come in here, snap the ball three, or four times, and break his record? No, not happening. He's got a mural. He's gonna call Charlotte. He's just like, "No, nah, this ain't happening.
4: <laughs> he was one of I'm, our favorite guys. I'm
1: kidding think, to that uh,
2: – <laughs> I'm not kidding.
1: He's like, I think. <laughs> but I'm thinking that Witten has that much power. I don't know if he does, but uh, – because if so, he would have been a coach. But um, – no, kidding, kidding.
2: This is a show where we just, just – He's just, he's just bringing just... up all the old stuff. <laughs> well,
1: I'm just saying, you know, he did get released. I mean, you know, okay. he got he got cut, but um, – Did
4: you see him going up to Jerry's office? Yeah, no, you
1: see no. I, I think they're going – you know, it's not like – yeah. I mean, they could have signed LP when they had him, you know, and he wanted to come back and play. So I don't think that's going to happen. they got the younger guys. And, and, you know, most of the time around the league, college, high school, most snaps are pretty good.
2: You would think these guys are going to be pretty good. Yeah. I just, I just hope it doesn't throw off what we got going right now with the kicker because there is a, yeah. oh there's no. a rhythm to it. Yeah, right? there is. And, and I'm a little bit concerned about that because the kicker's doing a really great job right now. I don't need yeah. anything messing up his mojo. So hey, truth be doesn't.
1: told, McQ- McQuaid wasn't snapping well. He wasn't.
2: Yeah, that was mm. a question
4: that there were people in the organization yeah. that were like, maybe some of the problems that you were having at training camp. Might have yeah, been snapper, snapper yes, related. There, there I know some people that there were people that. walking up to me in the preseason, like, "Hey, listen, I know you guys are busting on these these kickers right now, but just watch the snaps in practice yeah. and tell me what you think." But uh, but this Matt Overton, he's a veteran. He was with, he's a ten year guy. You uh, know, he's been playing yeah. Seattle, Indy, Jacksonville. I mean, he he's he's you know, done it. Chargers. This guy's done it in games.
2: Yeah. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll jump into the Rams' offense versus the Dallas defense. Uh, this is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog
0: in the Cheetah Savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this Cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G.
2: Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the
0: original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021
4: Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
2: Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping.
5: When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future.
1: Back to the break. If things are a little blurry when you see, clear it up with Essler lenses. Book an appointment at your local Essler experts. Find the perfect lens for you.
2: See more. Do more. Essler. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment is brought to you by Blockchain.com. Let's jump right in. Los Angeles Rams offense versus Dallas defense. And I know I usually start with what do they do best, but I'm going (laughs) to alter that this week and say other than throwing to Cooper Cup, what do they do best offensively?
4: Yeah, what you're going to get this week is I feel like with the protection problems and studying their games, studying their all twenty two. It was really more about the 49ers did a great job on the outside of covering. And, 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 I mean, covering is they couldn't get the ball quick enough to Cup or they couldn't get the ball quick enough to Higby. They tried to get the ball to Robinson, and it just hasn't worked out as well as they, I think they've hoped. They struggle at the offensive tackle spot. They've been banged up inside. The thing that they I think that they do the best is they're going to try and control Dallas's rush with how we saw – I went back and watched two games, the uh, this past game, and I went back and watched the Arizona game just because of their defense as well. You're going to see the wide receiver screens. You're going to see the screens mm-hmm. at the back. This quarterback is very comfortable. And when I talk about Matthew Stafford of throwing it from any arm angle, mm-hmm. uh, he will throw around rushers when they go up. He'll, you know, he's got that little flick. He'll throw over the top. He is a really, really good deliver of the ball when it comes to the screen packages. I have a feeling they're gonna try and not only do they run the wide receiver screens, but they run the running back screens too. And they're not gonna let Dallas tee off on this uh on them with this uh with their defensive line. So it's going to be ball down the field. You're absolutely right, it's Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, they're trying to get Robinson involved. They just can't. I mean, he just can't get they can't get him going. But him and, and Higby are the guys that the main people you have to stop. They're going to throw the ball to Henderson. They're going to throw the ball to Akers if they can. And it's probably going to be to control your rush through some screens. They did it in two games that I watched. It wasn't just, okay, we need to do something to keep San Francisco off us. They did it also against Arizona. So. Get ready for that to kind of control your rush.
2: We know they are vulnerable at the offensive line. I think that's probably the area of yes. greatest vulnerability. My question for you is, what part of that offensive line is most vulnerable that the Cowboys should be focused on trying to really exploit?
4: Yeah, they uh, they have. There's. We'll see what happens with David Edwards, their guard that they drafted. Uh, you know, in the fifth round in 2019, he's been banged up. They've been playing with a guy named Bobby Evans, who was a third round pick. Uh, uh, in in 2019, and they just haven't been very stable there. The center Brian Allen's been nicked up as well. Note Boom is a kid that's interesting. I think a lot of it when he gets in trouble, he's the left tackle, and he gets real tall. He you know he doesn't play with very good knee bend, and so what happens is people take him back. And or they'll beat him with quickness, and he just hasn't been able to adjust because he's so tall, and he just can't without a base, he can't move or slide. So that's a that's a big I problem see. for them in that regard. And then this Rob Haverstein, yeah, he's he, he's, he's a veteran guy, and but I mean he, he's kind of a he's kind of a mauler brawler guy. He's not really a, a great athlete. I think Tank will have some good rushes against him because Tank's really good of when a tackle throws hands. Tank is good on the slap and then get his get his left shoulder or his right shoulder underneath and then press that way. And Haverstein is not that, I don't think he's a great athlete because I say he's a mauler brawler kind of guy. Their their running game is they're capable. They're capable of running the mm-hmm. football. Cam Akers and Henderson, they can run the football. They just haven't had a lot of space in the games that I've. But there, there are some times where in that uh, in that Arizona game where they got the ball on out in the perimeter, and that's the kind of the things. That's now my new thing: watch perimeter runs against teams that you play against. And if they have guys that are capable, uh, when they miss up perimeter runs, it's bunch formation, and then they get kind of muddled and confused on who they're supposed to block. The receivers struggle with that a little bit on the edge. But they're capable team of doing it.
1: I was just, I, I, I'm just feeling old. I remember Noteboom being in high school, covering him at Plano yeah. Senior High. Oh, here, yeah. right, just, TCU, right? I know he was a Plano guy. Plano yeah. guy, then All went right. to TCU. Yeah, yeah. Plano and, senior. Yes, okay. and he's, I uh, mean, he's, you know, he's made a good career for himself. But uh, you know, like you said, I mean, they, that that is their issue. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, like, you know. How do the Rams win this game? Like, like,
2: and and they're favored to win. I know how yeah. they win. with they, they, well, defense. No, I, I okay. think their running game is. It has not gotten off. They got some yeah. good running backs. And by the way, if you hadn't noticed, Cowboys are, are toward the bottom of the league when it comes to stopping the run. Somehow, it hasn't reflected in points they're giving up because mm-hmm. at the top of the league it's in not allowing teams to score. But they have not been successful stopping the run this season when you look across the the games that they've played and. This game looks to me like that kind of game. Well, that's how me. I guess that's a,
3: more a question for you, Brian. But how to that point then? Because I was looking at the running game, what it's looked like. I'm like, okay, yes, they're good running backs, but it's not something that's taken off just yet. How has the opposing teams that they played? Do they have a good running yeah, defense?
4: Yeah, When you know, I, that's what I was saying. I was watching with Arizona, and then I was watching with uh, with San Francisco. San Francisco has got really good safety play. And they've got linebackers that can really, really run. And now, okay, that's your that's your trick right there if you're the Cowboys is, you know, when the Cowboys have looked bad defending the run, it's it's been a defensive end and then it's been a linebacker not getting up and it's not – and it's a corner playing wide. And it's also – you know, you watch some of these teams play like the 49ers. Their corners are coming up and making plays. They're – they're they're you know willing tacklers. I mean, even watching the even watching guys, you know, like Ramsey play for them. When we get to their defense, Ramsey will force. Ramsey will come up mm-hmm. and make a tackle. You know, your corners tend to play, and I'm talking about Brown too. I'm not just talking about, you know, they, they play yeah, so. wide. Yeah, wide. You know, Brown and Diggs, they they tend to stretch, and they get per, they get pushed, and what happens? That creates that seam or that space. Too, if they get the corner, I mean, I think it's really it's been really really hard on the the Cowboys because they they're not just one guy gets blocked. You get an end gets blocked, you get a linebacker that's a step late, and you get a corner that plays wide. You're going to give up some stuff off the edge, and I think the opponents that have that have faced the Rams, they don't play that way. You don't see now. We'll see if if in fact that that you know there's times where. With, with I think with curse being in I, me personally my adjustment for taking I put curse on the field and I take bar off the field is what I do because I mean bar to me is he hasn't seen this he I mean there'll be motion across or the jet motion and then there'll be the handoff behind it and you'll see him. You know, eyes on jet motion going this way, ball's coming the other way, and you're going, no, 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 you've got to get over here. And then Van Der Esch has been like he's having to kind of make up for the defensive end getting hooked, and then all of a sudden there's not a forced player behind him. And I don't know if it's all on Van Der Esch either, but they, when they when they play bad against the run, it's usually it starts at the end and then the linebacker and then the corner. That's usually what happens with them.
2: And I'll throw this out to you, Amber, too. You talk about trying to get a comparative of of kind of the Cowboys relative to the teams they've played. Check out this for Washington. Washington last week put up 142 yards on the ground against Dallas. In their three previous games, they didn't get more than 88 yards on the ground. They almost doubled or well, almost that's They had some chunk mm-hmm. runs, the, Yeah, too. they almost doubled what they'd been doing uh, previously when it came to what they did last week versus the Cowboys. That's the first thing that loaded to me. And then when you look at the Cowboys' numbers, they've given up 152, 167, 142. Like, you look at what they're giving up on the ground. Typically, that's a recipe yeah. for disaster on a mm-hmm. defense. We, for some reason, it has not well, been are, for them. But. It,
1: I mean, it's still a small sample size, but are we sure these aren't hollow numbers? Because— well, I mean the, the, they're, they're not n- scoring. They're not scoring. Right. Anything. Yeah, yeah. By, by the way, yeah. The, the the scheme is don't give up anything big and also get after their ass. And so yeah. what happens is is the outside edges and some of the, the lanes to run the ball. But When they get inside the 20, I mean Barkley broke off a 35-yarder cuz he's a really good player yep. and scored. But when they get inside the 20 though, things are shifting down. Yeah. They're, they're they're there's, you know, they're squeezing them out and they're getting field goals. And so You know, I mean, yes, those numbers are are usually when you run like that, you're going to have a a success, but I I don't know. I think Dan Quinn, it's it's almost
4: like these are trap. Can can the Cowboys play against a team that doesn't get penalties?
2: That's the key. Yeah, right. And if you're going to play that style of f- football, which is we're going to run the ball, yeah. we're going to take these long drives. Because we've seen teams do that all season yeah. to the Cowboys. They'll have them on these long drives. The problem is most teams can't successfully not have the penalty that yeah. kills the drive. Yeah, because somebody, right? somebody's athletic on the defensive line and gets held. Right. Yeah. So now instead of –
4: like the other day, it, uh, you know, they had, a, uh, they had a, a 13-yard run in the game, and then it gets a holding call, brings it back. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Sack, punt. You know, I mean, that's the kind of thing, you know, if if teams are able to stay ahead of the chains Mm -hmm. against the Cowboys' defense— and, and, and actually, Cincinnati did it in the second half of the game. Yep. Remember on the 19-play drive they went on. They only mm-hmm. got one penalty along right. the way. Dallas had a penalty. Cincinnati had no penalties. Dallas had 12 men on the field.
2: And if I'm not mistaken, same thing happened in, in the Washington game. The one touchdown drive yeah. they had, they drove the ball down the field, yeah. and they had no mistakes. No. And if you can do that and play mistake-free football, yeah. that might be a way to, to neutralize right. his defense. You you find a way, if Dallas
4: gets you in in like long-yarded situations, They kill you. If they if you play if you're medium to them or stay ahead and don't get penalties, that tends to be a little bit more problematic for them.
2: And here's the other thing to note, right now, opponents are averaging five yards per attempt on the ground against the Cowboys. If you can sustain it, mm-hmm. there's something there for yeah. you. You can make you can move the ball, but you just can't you can't have penalties. And and once they run into a team that can do that clean, they can play yeah. clean on offense, that's gonna be a problem for the Cowboys. I they think.
4: gotta prevent they gotta prevent Matthew Stafford from being throwing interceptions and stuff. There were a couple in the in the San Francisco game. In the red zone, he had, should have had one that was intercepted there. I mean, he, he will he will give you the ball. And but I have a feeling that they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna try and run the ball on you in this game, and I think they're gonna run screens. I think whether it's screens to Cup or to these backs, they're, or Higby, they're going to run screens to try and keep you from rushing. That's going to be their form of a running game, too. All
2: right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Brian's got a little game for us. We'll have a little fun here in this final segment. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United, Ag, and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the Cheetah Savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running. And toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This sweet! Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Back to the break. If you just don't have enough subscriptions in your life, NFL Plus can give you another one. (laughs) Live, local, and primetime, regular season and postseason games on your phone, your tablet, game replays, and more. Go to plus.nfl.com and start your free trial for NFL Plus today.
2: Yep, and it's a good thing too if you got one. The I miss 22. working.
4: I miss working with you guys getting that.
2: Getting a nice little. Yeah, and I have to you have to have for pay free. for that now. Yeah. <laughs> Derek yeah. used to hook me up. Yeah, we do have. We do get a few of those codes every year. I got so many people asking for them now. Can't get to you, Brian. But yeah, maybe okay. next year you get to me earlier. No, out. no, I'll
4: pay. I, I, I don't <laughs> mind paying. It's a good thing
2: to have. It really, really is. All right, let's jump back in, Brian. You got a game for us? What I do.
4: Want? I do. You remind me of that. I was old. I had an old man moment there for a minute. Uh, <laughs> I do, let me pull the game up. I have it here on my phone. Uh, just feel free to talk among yourself while I do this.
0: All right, all right here we go. We love games. Here we go. Yeah, just for that.
4: Yeah, sometimes I forget what I'm doing on the radio. All right. Uh, all right. What I've done is the Cowboys have had to run through several guys that have been backups this year. Mm-hmm. And backups when you know usually you're kind of like, ah, you know, I don't know, I don't know how this is going to work out. What I would like to know is give me a letter grade and give me a reason why you give your letter grade too on these backups and how they've played. And it's funny because there seems to be so many more on the offensive side of the ball as opposed to the defensive side of the ball. But give me I'm going to say a player's name. Give me a grade as I go around the room. Amber, I'll start with you first. And uh, give me the grade and and give me the reason why the grade. Okay, here we go. Uh, Tyler Smith.
3: Tyler Smith. How he's
4: played for you?
3: I would say, uh, you know what? A, A, because one, being a rookie, two, the different changes that he had all throughout training camp without being like completely certain where he was going to play, then all of a sudden now he has to play tackle and be your starter. The amount, yes, he hasn't played every single snap like completely clean and mistake free, but I think he's done such an amazing job so far and he's kept it at minimal. I think uh one of the issues for him going into the season or questions I would say was the penalties. Would he be able to stay penalty free? And I think up to this point like he hasn't necessarily been a problem in right. that aspect. So I would say what did I give him A gave A. A. Yeah. He's missing the plus, but he, he got an A.
2: Derek I would. I'm not going to give him. I'm not going to put him on a curve. I think he's yeah. he's a good player. I would give him a B minus. Um, I think he's played well. I think there are still some areas for development. I think there are some plays that you notice from him where you're like ooh, and you ooh, you may have gotten away with one there. Like those kind of moments that pop up that maybe didn't get caught, but you know, like that was not a that was not a good rep for him. Um, I think there's still some development to work, but uh, for him to work on. But quite frankly, like he is he is definitely. The left tackle of future. There is no question about that, and the fact you found that and you feel good about that, uh, I think is is what the story really is. But I give him a B minus.
1: Yeah, I give him a B. I think he's been good. Uh, he's been really solid. There's some things like you see, and then you know, but but there's but I think he's you know he's growing and he's he's doing he's doing a really nice job. But I don't I don't agree with the curves as well. A grading on a curve. I mean, if I was a teacher, I mean, you can't do that. You grade it for what it is. So I think it's a B. But um, I, I expect to be sitting here later in the season, and and it would be an A.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I agree. And by next
2: year, I expect for the next five to seven years, he is consistently A, 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 A. Yeah,
4: I went went B-plus on him myself. Okay, Nick, I'll come back you. I'll swing it the other way. How about Noah Brown?
1: Noah Brown, I'd give a a B-plus. I think he's been a good solid receiver. Um again, uh, not off of expectations. I wasn't expecting him to be like that. Um he's he's he had a game where he was an A+ and won the game for them. Um but he's he's been he's been really good. Not, not not the guy that would take take away number, you know, corners that have to go and find him, but I think that for the role that he's playing, I think he's been really good.
2: Yeah, I give him a B-plus as well. I I, I was kind of like maybe a B but I think what you said there at the end, like he, just what he was able to do, that the A-plus game yeah. is what gets him up to a B-plus for me because there was one game they don't win without him. Yeah, Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, they don't win that game without him. So I think in from that respect, I'd give him a B-plus. But he's been really good, again, really good.
3: Yeah, B-plus as well. Um, If it was based off expectations, I would probably give him an A-plus because I did not expect him to be anything that he's been so far. But another thing, it comes down, and I saw someone on Twitter comment this. It's like, you guys are basing your opinions or analysis on a guy that – he didn't necessarily like. He's now getting those kinds of opportunities. Therefore, he can showcase what he can really do. I don't think that's fully true because right. we have seen him in other occasions and he hasn't uh, been that guy. But I think this year, yes, he's he's doing what I did not expect him to do, and I thought the Cowboys were not gonna be able to survive this first few weeks at the wide receiver course while they were waiting for Michael Gallup and Washington to come back.
4: I gave him an A myself because I, I, my I, 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 my expectations were every year we kind of see him have a great training camp, but he is, he's backing it up. He had an opportunity mm-hmm. last year. I mean, he did have an opportunity. Cedric Wilson played better than him, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's why Cedric Wilson was able to get where he went. Okay, Ambar, back to you. Donovan Wilson.
3: Yeah, it, it, B plus, B plus. Um, I love the guy. You know what? Give him an A. I feel good today. Give him an A. <laughs> he, I just love him. I love the way he plays. I love the the passion that he has. The the way that he's not afraid to make those tackles. He just needs to work on some of those things to kind of be more thoughtful on his moves. But as soon as he cleans that up, and I think he'll just come with a little bit more experience. But once he cleans that up, he'll be an A plus player for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm I. I want to give him an A plus because I look at how he's played. I look at the fact that he is a hell. He might like, be better in curse. Like right now, right now he is doing <laughs> yeah. a lot of different things yeah. for them. He's making a lot of it plays that that I think they need from him right, right. now. The only thing that's a, a, a knock at all is that I don't always think he's the smartest guy when it comes to some of the things he does well, during he play after vision, play. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. I just I don't think he's always really thinks about the game the way he needs to that's the only knock I have him but even in those situations this year I don't know that he's killed him with that yeah. and that's what makes me still say I kind of think I want to give him an a plus he's been as good as anybody on this team through the first four weeks
1: yeah I'd give him an a minus uh I think that you know he's since he's been the starter they're they, they're undefeated uh the game that he didn't start against the the bucks he got a pick off mm-hmm. of to, uh, Tom Brady there uh I think that he's come in and done a great job and the fact that I'm not saying he is a even a poor man's Troy Polamalu. Yeah, but he reminds me of of that mm-hmm. safety because there are times where he's back there in a blitz, and there's times where he's forty yards down the field. There you go. He guesses right a lot, yep. which means he's he's instinctive and around the ball. If he can clean up some of those. Uh, over Reckless, over-aggressive penalties that maybe yeah. you will never get out of your system if you're yeah. going to play that way. Sometimes it just happens. Yeah. And know? maybe that's
2: a part of why he's able to do yeah. all the other things he's able to but, do. But, he's yeah, a I reckless. think he's, he's yeah. been
1: good. This isn't based off expectations. It's based off a of guy that's come in, yeah. and, and the defense has gotten even better in three games.
4: Yeah, I went A-minus as well there. I think you're right about it. I think everybody does a really – you guys painted the picture of what the player is. I'm just Okay, how about Nick? How about Jake Ferguson? Um, I
1: would say a. Again, this is not an expectation thing. I would say probably a B minus. I, you know, I he's been good in the preseason. I thought he was really good. He caught everything they threw at him. Yeah. Um, you know, I I thought they held their own when when Schultz was out, and then they, they did a nice job. I mean, he nothing has has gone backwards with some of these injuries, but nothing too flashy either. Um, I'm thinking about you know. I'm Not thinking about me bringing home a B minus because there would have been a party, but I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, for yeah. most people a B minus would have been like, "Hey, good job. You could do better. Yeah, you could yeah. do better. Keep it up." Hmm. But, but uh, you know, B minus was <laughs> that was pretty good. High not five. Not my house. No.
2: No, not my house. Huh? Oh, well, we're still here. I mean, <laughs> no, there's a party from LSU. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. question about that. Not in my house. The I would give him a B, and and the reason I give him a B is because I think for the role that they've given him, I don't think they've really asked him a ton to be that guy downfield for them. But what they have asked him to do is block, and I think he's been really good
4: Okay, do this for me. I'm sorry I should have done this. Put both the guys together. Put him and him, him and Hendershot shot together. As one player? As one player. As one
2: player, I'm stepping up into the A-, A- range because I think the both of them together, and this is going to sound, it's only been four games, I get yeah. it. But they certainly are making me think. Well, that's what we're think, doing right now. Yeah, they're I mean, really making me think, like, once this season is over, if this continues as it's going I would be shocked if Dalton Schultz is back here next year. I think he He's can command a, a higher yeah. number on the free agent yeah. market than what the Cowboys would be willing to pay. We'll him see. they have those two guys. We'll see what happens when Dak comes back
1: because yeah. sometimes some guys rely on different parts of the game. Mm. And I mean, I, I remember there was times uh, you got to go back and look when Aikman left and Aikman was hurt. Novicek didn't have great games. Never, um, but but, he, but it was just more of like that's what Dak would focus on. So Dak might get back in. You'll see Schultz's numbers, but go up that a little also more.
2: is again that goes to my point. I think that's going to drive him out. Because because I think the Cowboys are going to look at it like, do we need to pay him top-of-the-market money? Because I do think they think that he plays like he should be paid among the top tight ends. But they would probably look at it and say, our two young guys, we think we can get the same thing out of them for a lot less money. Maybe. Even combined for a lot less money than what we can pay. And I think that drives them to the free agent market. How about you, A.G.?
3: I would give uh, A-. and I th- Just... They've been doing everything that the Cowboys have asked them to do in a good way, and I remember during the draft I was looking at film and all that, and I'm like, uh, eh, you know, Ferguson. I was like looking at his stuff. I'm like, eh, but then now he, when he got here, he started making those catches. I'm like, okay, especially at your backup position, you need those guys. Someone that can block. Anyways, I know we gotta go, but no, a minus, no,
4: a minus, good. And the final one is Cooper Rush. <laughs>
3: A plus, 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 plus. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes. He's, That's all I got to uh, say. You gotta, <laughs> it's stickers everywhere.
2: Stickers just pop, 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 pop.
3: Yeah, the full paper, full of stickers.
1: A minus. A minus? <laughs> a-. Yeah, just because, you know, but he's getting better every game. His numbers are getting better. They're kind of leaning on him a little bit more. Uh, I don't think he helped them. I don't think he was the, the, the reason they won the, every game. But he's certainly not the reason
2: that they've been losing it, because yeah. they haven't. Yeah. And so uh, you got to give quarterback credit for that. Yeah, I give a- him. Minus. I give him an A, a minus. minus. Uh, it's it's more about the fact that I don't think they're asking as much of him as what they put on Dak. Uh, but it does make me question: like, should they put that much on Dak? Right. Maybe yeah. they right. need yeah. to, and, yeah. and maybe you get a little bit more out of Dak by not asking of him. what And I think that Dak is. I think Dak has
1: asked that too. If you yeah. look yeah. at some of the quotes, I think Dak has kind of yeah. mentioned that yeah. too. Like, it's not. It doesn't have to be this difficult. Let's make it simple. Right. So.
2: Thank you guys for playing. All right. Thank you game. for that game. That was interesting. That was fun. We'll get back to uh, some more talk tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow we're going to jump over to the Los Angeles Rams. I'm sorry, Los Angeles Rams defense. defense. That's the part that, that can be a little bit tricky. Little we'll, play, tricky. we'll talk about their defense uh, versus the Cowboys offense. until then for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus and Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagles, and this has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
4: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!